It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. Running and most prolific early learning podcast with the words bar and grill in the title. I'm Jeff Johnson coming to you live from upstairs studio in the snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico. With me from the East Coast, we've got Tamar and Brett. How are you both doing? Hi, everybody. Well, we are going to get into Brett's early learning journey in a minute, but I've got a public service announcement. I spent yesterday and part of this morning collecting early learning parent handbooks uh, for my ongoing obsession with policies and procedures. And uh, uh, I've noticed, you know, if, if you're if you get a program handbook, a parent handbook, and you want to do three quick things to improve it, add some page numbers add a table of content and do some proofreading because one thing i'm noticing is there there are a lot of uh, there are there are a lot of handbooks out there that don't have page numbers or table of content and if it, it's it's hard to find out information about your kids program if you don't know what page it's on so that'd be easy and 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 you know the proofreading kind of kind of important if you're if you're going to trust people to uh if, if you're trying to use this as a document that's telling people how you're going to take care of their children and uh and your your proofreading isn't up to par it kind of kind of makes me question what's going on in the classroom or is that just me being a jerk i think that's necessary to proofread okay i, I mean i mean sometimes it's just jeff being a jerk i mean let's be <laughs> honest um but those are those are three simple things i'm noticing and 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 look if you're a if you're an educate uh, an institution of higher learning where you're where you're teaching people at your model child care program on campus to to uh to to work in this field you should really have paid numbers, a table of content, and some proofreading. Um, but look at Playvolution HQ for more on that when I rant and rave about those things. Uh, Brett, your early learning journey, where do we begin? I don't know. I'm anxious. Well, Brett, who are you? <laughs> I'm Brett. Who are you, Brett? Um, I don't <laughs> I know, know. Brett. I know that you're Brett, but uh, I mean, who are you? What do you do? What do you, what's your connection with early childhood? I don't know. So I'm currently a preschool teacher. I've mostly been a preschool teacher. Um, I have a degree in early childhood and uh, yeah. I don't know. What kind of degree? So I have um, a bachelor's degree in early care and ed with options in um, early learning, um, early childhood education and early intervention. And I have a minor from social work in child and family services. Wow. From where? From Plymouth State University in New Hampshire. Okay. Now I know who you are a tad. So Brett, Brett also has, uh, Brett started showing up for some, we used to do bar and grill zoomy things and Brett showed up for some of those and she was delightful and thoughtful and had fun stuff to say. And she was, she was funny and look at tomorrow. You're going to notice that Brett is always smiling. Um, and, and so, so Brett was on those episodes and I asked her to do some others. And so do you know how many episodes of the show you've been on Brett? I have no clue. Take a guess. I know when I did the very first one, I did a little post on Instagram for it with a link to it, um, but I have no clue. Take I don't a know. Guess. We've been doing this a little over a year, though, where we would meet every month. Yeah. yeah. So, Take a guess at how many episodes. I don't know. 20? Over 50. So, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's <Wow>. crazy. <laughs> I had no clue. 
Yeah, so uh, so listeners <laughs> of the show uh, are 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 used to hearing Brett's uh, Brett's uh, happy voice every once in a while. So where do you start, Brett? Let's. I mean, the childhood is where we really like to dig in. What was what was young Brett like? Um, I was quirky. I was pretty quiet for a long time. Um, yeah. What is quirky? quirky? Quirky, like I had like weird interests. I feel like like one of my like favorite things growing up was the X-Men. Um, because so when my stepdad came into our family, he said he liked them. And then me and my siblings got really into them. Um, but it was cool because I don't know if I like something, I like to learn a lot about it, which I don't think is too surprising. <laughs> but it like it was cool because Stan Lee, he created the X-Men because he was just asked to make another comic book and he needed he didn't know how they were going to get these superpowers so just as like a throwaway he said they were born like that but then it was cool because the then the X-Men got to be this great parallel for like human and civil rights movements because people can't help the way they're born and I thought what that was cool so I'd like to know when your stepfather came into your life I was eight and how was it for you in the beginning? And how, what happened before eight? Oh, there's so many questions. Yeah, so I was born in Springfield, Massachusetts, because my parents were, my mom and dad were going through medical school. So my mom's a pediatrician and my dad's an oncologist. And then as they were going through medical school, my brother and sibling were born. So I grew up with a sister, but they prefer non-binary pronouns now, so my sibling. Um, so then, and that was in... Chicago area that they were born. We lived in Michigan for a little while and then settled in Minnesota for most of my life. And then when I was eight, my parents said they were getting a divorce because some men don't like women, some men like men, and your dad is one of them. So he's going to be moving downstairs with Paul. You know Paul. And that was that. That's interesting. Yeah, so I grew up in a duplex. So it was my dad's level and my mom's level. And then the third floor is where the kids' bedrooms were. And then so it wasn't like going to different parents' house for like custody stuff. It was whose house do I go to for dinner that night? Which level? So how was that all for you? I feel like when my parents told me, like I remember they sat me and my siblings down and it was just like, okay, like that makes sense. We could tell like stuff was happening. Like my dad hadn't been home for a bit. Um, and my mom just always said, oh, he's staying with friends right now, whatever. So and then I was like, OK, well, that's why all that was happening. And we had already met Paul and I, he's he's my second dad. Yeah. So it, it sounds like it was almost it sounds like it was almost a relief. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember being stressed, but it made sense. And I think as like growing up in the late 90s, early 2000s, a lot of people's parents were getting divorced. So it was it was our turn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is that too negative? <laughs> no, no, it's it's realistic. I don't know if it's negative. Um, you, and my parents were always really amicable. Like they, yeah, could still live in the same house. So it never felt dramatic. Do they still? No. So then when I was in college, so like my whole life, they, we were all living in the same duplex together. And then when I was in college, they, my mom moved out and then a few months or maybe my dad moved out I forget one of them moved out and then the other one did and um my dad's just got a new house a couple years ago and my mom's lived in a few different places but always within like 15 minutes of each other so when your stepdad came in he was like a foreigner to this this sort of conclave of of folks yeah and we were little like if I was eight my siblings would have been seven and six so we were pretty little um yeah, and he brought us out to McDonald's and my parents warned him, like, they do not eat the French fries, do not get the Happy Meals. And he was like, what kids don't like French fries? So he got us the Happy Meals and then we didn't eat the French fries. So whoa, he, whoa, whoa, what? Um, <laughs> that's when I was little. I don't know what was wrong with it. We were quirky. Like I said, we had these weird idiosyncrasies that were okay, just so Okay, this, this is very concerning to me. All the other stuff, that's interesting. But the French fry thing is really, um, what's your relationship with French fries now? I'll eat them now. Yeah, I like French fries now. I don't know. I liked French fries. I just didn't like McDonald's French fries for some reason. Okay. But, yeah. So is that how he, he bought you through McDonald's? No, I don't think so. I think it was just like, I feel like it was like one of his first times doing something alone with us. When mm -hmm. we met him, he had 
a condo or something he was living in. So my dad brought the three of us over there and we watched Atlantis, the, the last, the lost empire. Um, and that was, I think the first time we'd met him. Your stepdad. Yeah. And that's not Paul. That is Paul. Oh, I see. I, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I got confused. Sorry. So I, I thought your stepdad might've been your mother's husband. No, my stepdad's my dad's husband. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's not a foreigner. No, yeah. And then my mom never remarried or anything. Oh, so yeah. how was that? It's, I think we would have been more concerned if she was dating and stuff, because that would have felt like more of an intrusion. I don't know. I she see. Was, yeah, she was steady. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Wow, Jeff. <laughs> I don't know where to go, and that hasn't happened to me ever. Sorry. So I want to more more know more about young Brett's quirkiness. So you're you're Good. a comic book kid, well, um, not even like, comics, like the movies oh, just like the and movies? the cartoon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you're you're into X Men. What else is going on? You're not eat, into X Men. Not eating French fries. Um, yeah. What else is young Brett like? Um, I think I was really active like I was always like climbing on things so when I was in fourth grade my parents enrolled me in gymnastics and that really like that was my sport from then on um, and because we were moving so much when I was younger I think I was pretty reserved because the longest I'd ever gone to a school my whole life was high school and college with those four years because we were always moving every few years between there or before that what um, was that like uh I think I got used to just like moving every couple of years because I remember I think it was in high school we lived in that same house for six years um and eventually I couldn't sleep in my bed anymore I like couldn't stand it I think I just become accustomed to moving every couple of years so I so slept got, on the porch all summer so you got bored yeah I think so <laughs> yeah you seem to have a very practical realistic view of everything I think I try to yeah yeah. So and nowhere in there did you feel fear or anxiety or um, confusion? Um, not about like the family stuff. I was an anxious kid for sure, just about like what could happen or like I wasn't, I was very socially anxious. So like I didn't order my own food a lot and that kind of stuff because I didn't want to talk to people. Um, so, yeah. All right, high five. Let's hear it for the anxious kids. All right. Um, <laughs> um, so going, did you moving um, frequently when you're little? Did you did you come up with strategies for being the new kid in class or? How, I think how I was you... pretty quiet most of the time, and like when I was in kindergarten or first grade, a little girl came up to me and just said, "Do you want to be my friend?" And then we became friends. So then when I um, went down to second grade, I think I, I did, I chose that strategy where I picked a girl who looked like she would be cool and asked her, do you want to be my friend? And, and we were friends for that school year. <laughs> yeah. So you learned from others. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, it worked for me. Yeah. When, when that little girl asked me, so yeah, I did it again. So would you say that you're an, you learned to be an observer? Yeah. I think like a, even now, like as a teacher, like people have commented on my observation skills because we watch a lot, like just like watching children and like watching how classmates interact and stuff. And like, like it's silly, but like I was raised watching like social strategy games, like Big Brother, Survivor, all that stuff. And my dad kind of raised me to be a nosy person. So like, I'm definitely an observer. Okay. But like nosy is a little bit different. Like that's sort no. of discovery. Yeah. Yeah, no, we would just, we would observe a lot. Like we would go out to Baker Square and get our slices of pie. And then I was like seven and we wouldn't talk. We would listen to the conversations behind us and then compare what we learned about those people um, because we needed to know their business. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so why, why did you go into early learning instead of uh, espionage? <laughs> uh, I like always like was just drawn to or work science. with young children or yeah um I like I remember when I was oh like 11 12 in there when I started babysitting um I was appalled that my friends were doing it for the money because I just wanted to do it 
Um, <laughs> you know, and I, so then I was babysitting and like got good rapports with a few families. And then through gymnastics, when I started high school, I was able to start coaching and I was so excited to start coaching because that was like the two-year-old, like mom, dad, <clears throat> mom, dad and me class all the way up through the like club girls in middle school. And so I coached for a good seven years. And during that time, I kind of figured out working with all the ages coaching that I liked the younger ones. I felt like I, I worked best with them. And so then when high school is ending and you have to, like, my, there was a lot of pressure for me to go to college. So then I picked out a college. I got in. I knew I wanted to do early childhood, not elementary, because I was like six-ish felt like my cutoff for the age range I liked to work with at, at that time. Now I'm more open-minded. I was limiting myself. Um, but I wasn't ready to go. So I took a gap year and I volunteered in Cambodia for three months. And then I traveled with friends for a few months after that. And while I was traveling and realized how much I was missing seeing the kids in the orphanage every day um, was when I realized like, you know, I really need to dedicate myself to this. So then when I went to college, I really, really dedicated myself to it. And why so, did you choose Com Cambodia? When I, I knew I wanted to take the time off and I wanted to do something that felt meaningful with it. So I knew I wanted to volunteer and the company I found, this is a long story short, I guess, but like I liked the company I found and out of the countries they had as options, um, Cambodia seemed like it needed the most help. And, and, and volunteering in what capacity? What, what sort of volunteer work? So at first I was volunteering in an orphanage where I was teaching English, but that because I was one of the only native English speaker volunteers, they had me working with the highest level English speakers. Um, which was really overwhelming because my students were my age or adults and being like fresh out of high school, 18 years old, like I, I, that was really hard for me. I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. So I asked if I could switch to a different assignment and I got switched to essentially a daycare for children who lived at the dump. So we would go in a little van and pick up all the kids in the dump and then like give them a shower and food and activities throughout the day and then drop them all back off at the end of the day. So, Brett, was that a sort of Christian organization? Mm -mm. No, we're not religious at all. Uh-huh. So what kind of organization was it? It sounds really interesting. It, the company was called You Belong, like the letter U and the word belong. And I, it was just a company that helps volunteers find placements in different countries. So then they all kind of like worked, I don't know, like you find different organizations that need help in different places and they would just organize all of that. So then while I was in Cambodia, I was living at a hostel and at the hostel was all other volunteers who were also international. I mean, um, this is unique. Not everybody does this. No, and I think everybody should. <laughs> oh, I agree with you. Yeah. But uh, So I'm under, I'm, I want to understand why you are unique. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I, looking back, I can't believe I did it because like, I know like how anxious and quiet and stuff I was, but I right. think just in me was like, you're not ready for this next step to go to college and do all that stuff. Like, let's, let's find something else to do with your time first. Did somebody um, suggest it or influence you or inspire you? Um, I, I don't know, because even like in high school, um, and I don't feel like I have the same motivation now. I've become a bit more relaxed, maybe. But like I was, you know, working part time coaching. I was going to high school and I was like, well, uh, my Sundays are so free. Why don't I start volunteering at the children's hospital? So I did that for a few months. Um, I don't know. I think I just I liked to keep busy. I want to be giving back and be charitable, do well by others. Yeah. So just, yeah, wow. found opportunities. I'm so I'm so impressed with this because you know, usually someone would say, well, you know, I saw my parents do this, or I had friends who did that, or I had a mentor, or I was inspired by, but this just came from you. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it was seen as definitely an alternate route. Like, I went to a huge high school, but the idea of a gap year was still very, like, like people were taken aback when I said that's what I was doing. So I, I got to get the timeline of this gap year down. So you decide you're going to take this gap year. You go to Cambodia mm -hmm. for three months. Then yep. you're doing some more traveling with, uh, I, I'm assuming, peers. And they're like, let's go party. And you're like, oh, I wish I could go back to Cambodia. 
I still partied. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. I wasn't good. just like, I'll stay here at the hostel. No, we were like, <laughs> and <laughs> no, and because when we were in Cambodia, we still had a lot of downtime. So we like mm -hmm. got close. We would like go out and we would, yeah, have fun. We would also take weekend trips to different places. So I was staying in Phnom Penh, but then we like took a weekend trip to like see Angkor Wat. We took a weekend trip. Oh, I think it was Mandalcuri was what it's called. And we stayed at an elephant reserve uh, or sanctuary. And I got to give an elephant a bath. So like we still like took time to go do fun things. And that was where, I, yeah, I, while I was there, I really like figured out who I was and all that stuff too. You know, why? Gap year is gap year. But volunteering to help others is very different. Yeah, I got. I don't. It was what I wanted to do. I needed to do something. Yeah. Well, I mean, some <laughs> people play tennis. True. <laughs> yeah. I, I am kind of angry that I'm just finding out that you got to give an elephant a bath for the first time. I, I, <laughs> I, why hasn't this come up in conversation before? <laughs> How this does is, it come up? How? <laughs> um, I mean, we've we've talked about loose parts. We've talked about all kinds of. We've talked about water play. We've talked about all kinds of things that this could have come up with. I think you. I think you were hiding this. Tomorrow we've unveiled a uh, a, a deep dark um, part of of Brett's. Brett's past the elephant. How do you give an elephant, elephant a bath? Um, we had like big, um, you know, like those like push brooms. You had like that kind of thing to scrub sure. their back, oh and um, like big buckets of water to throw over them. So somebody threw the bucket of water, and it like hit the elephant's back and ricocheted, and then covered me in the mud oh. from the elephant's back. So then I had to get rinsed off too. And then, yeah, we just scrubbed it. I don't know. <laughs> I, am, I am so jealous right now. That sound, I, that, I mean, the whole, the whole thing sounds awesome, but, but scrubbing down an elephant and, and the elephant is probably, like, oh, that feels good. huh? Is that, <laughs> I um, wanted to yeah. say, what, what did the elephant do? <laughs> I, I, I don't remember. I don't know. It was just so cool to be doing it. Yeah. Oh man. If there's pictures of those, I need to, you need to hit my inbox. I don't know if um, we have a picture. Yeah. Oh, well, okay, I still believe it happened. Um, so, what kind of what kind of student were you? You you kind of you you were reluctant to head off to college. You were the shy kid. What kind of student were you? Uh, I was average. I had like one semester where I got straight A's in high school, but I besides that was like ABC kind of student, so more mixed. Depending like depending on how interesting I found the class mm -hmm. was how well I could do at it or. Um, yeah, but we were always like I was always in like the challenge upper level kind of classes like in elementary school. I was in like the special challenge group that got pulled aside that got to do, I don't know, extra work, essentially. And then part of that was you had to do like a research project kind of thing every year. Um, so like I think I was quirky and shy, but I was still, I don't know, kind of like an advocate for myself because the light, they called it the light bulb fair. Um, and at first it was like, do whatever you want to do for the light bulb fair. And then they turned it one year into like a little kid and a big kid fair. But the teacher, I remember she kept being like, but we're not going to call it that. It's just like these two fairs, but she continued to call it the little kid and the big kid fair. And based on your content matter was if you got put with the little kids or big kids. And in fifth grade, I did my research project on the X-Men and how if more people read it, the world would be a better place or if more people looked into it talking about those like civil rights and human rights kind of themes in it but she still ah. put me in the little kids fair um which that's was where really, you got it you got it from it, the x-men i guess that which was really upsetting to me that she would like not actually look at the content i was putting out but just look at the title and decide that i was amongst the little kids um so then the next year i did recycling just so i could make it into the big kids fair so, so Brett, the X-Men taught you to be this volunteer. I guess so, yeah. For human rights. What a mm -hmm. wonderful thing. Who would you say influenced you more, your mom or your dad? Or how did they influence you differently? Let's put it that way. It was different, yeah. I mean, well, so like my dad through growing up you know he had just come out of the closet so he was really kind of figuring out who he was through a lot of it. But he really tried to like, I don't know, treat us and give us the best he could too. So when my stepdad came into our lives, he was working for the airlines and we ended up with flight benefits. So we traveled constantly. Um, 
so I think that's part of why going to Cambodia was like, well, we've been a lot of other places. Right. Might as well go halfway across the world at this point. Um, right. And yeah. And with my mom, it was much more just like chill, hang out. I don't know. We would like watch the Oscars. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so it was sort of more nurturing in that way. Yeah. And my dad, it was like experience. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, such an interesting life, Britt. Yeah, it yeah, it's crazy to put it all out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it must so, be so interesting for you, for the children to be with you. For for young children, I mean it's not like they know everything. Yeah. Just, but they can sense you. Yeah. And I, I feel like I, I work well with connecting with children. That's really what I the whole point of it all is for me. Yeah. You mean relationship? Yeah, relationships empowerment, yeah. I like this. I like this, Jeff. So, yeah, Brett's all right. Uh, um, Brett, you you talked about you started like doing some babysitting around around age eleven. I want to I want to know what. Twelve, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I was reading a thing in the uh, news the other day. There was a I can't remember what state it was. It a fourteen year old uh, like got left home babysitting siblings. Uh, oh. The police were called. Um, oh. And I, I babysat much younger than 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 eleven um, when I was growing up. But you know that's that's a, I think that's a good age to get started. I think if you're a responsible kid. And but um, so what was that like? Was that neighbor kids? Was that siblings? Yeah, mostly you... in the neighborhood. Well, because me and my siblings, it's you know the three of us in two and a half years. And even though I am the oldest, it was never going to be babysitting. We were too much like peers. Sure. Um, so then, yeah, it was neighborhood people. They're like people might parents knew uh, like because my mom was a pediatrician she knew people um so like yeah that kind of stuff and normally they were within walking distance but we grew up in the city so most a lot of things were within walking distance and so neighbors down the street they're going out for dinner uh young young Brett is showing up to to watch the kids for the evening what's what's that like um um, my my experience with Brett is she always does her homework. So I'm I'm picturing <laughs> I've I've got an image in my head what Brett showing up to babysit looks like. But but tell us. I what mean, it's not like, like I brought activities or anything. Um, but like I was pretty chill to like do what they wanted. Like usually it was like we'll watch a movie, we'll eat dinner, and then we'll start going to bed. Kind of a routine. And I remember one dad for the family, he was appalled I hadn't seen Lord of the Rings before. So he told me to put the kids to bed early so I could finish the whole movie before they got home from dinner. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. And I babysat for that family for years. Yeah. (laughs) I bet I would too. Yeah, they were cool. They um like told me like they would always like one parent would always be drunk when they came home. Um, so then they had no idea how much they were paying me. They would just like hand me cash. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. All yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Paid for that trip to Cambodia. Um, about- <laughs> so you, you get back from that. Oh, go ahead, Tamar. No, I, I just wanted to know what your relationships are like now with your family. We're good. Yeah. We don't talk every day, but like we always like when we come together, Thanksgiving's a huge deal for my dad. So we always come home for Thanksgiving. I just live so far away now that we don't get to see each other often. And then my sibling lives in Portland, Oregon. So like we're all spread out across the country, it feels like. Um, but we enjoy seeing each other when we do. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Jeff. You were saying what, what you get back from the uh, the gap year and you got to do something. So what do you do? Um, oh, I had yeah, like a few months. I'm trying to remember what time I got home in like March from that trip, and then college didn't start till late August, early September kind of time. So I think I just I was coaching and I got a part time job as a. Um, I did some nannying, I think, and I worked at a little boutique store too. And then? And then I went to college. What were you selling in the boutique store? It was a little clothing store. Uh Yeah. 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 It was fine. I made the manager cry once. Um, Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Because there was an incident somebody had misplaced some jeans and he assumed they'd been stolen and decided I was the one who had left them out to get stolen so he stopped giving me hours 
And then when my time was winding down there, he was like, so we both know you're not going to be coming back after college. Like, do you have any advice for me? And I told him, I was like, you handled that wrong. Like, I didn't do anything wrong. And you decided it was me and you stopped giving me hours. And that wasn't fair. And then he cried. Um, Oh, wonderful. (laughs) He said, like, you know, you're being really honest right now, don't you? Yep. <laughs> well, he had asked you for it. Yes, and like you? I think, yeah, I'm very kind, and I wouldn't intentionally make someone cry. But if you ask me a question, I'll usually give you an answer. I may be a little more, um, I don't know, better Direct. with my words now. But Direct. Yeah, my mom called it blunt honesty. Wonderful. I yeah. love it. Like so, that. I feel safer with someone like that. Yeah, I'd rather be honest. Yeah. It's just easier. Um, it is. So what was college like? It was fun. I, yeah, I still live like 20 minutes from where I went to school. So, I mean, the first like few weeks were really hard, just like finding a social in and all of that. But like once I made friends, it was great. Um, and uh, yeah, like I still have like a big group of girls who we still talk almost daily. Um, keeping up from that time. I met my husband in college. So yeah, it was fun. It was cool. There was all like there was drama that I definitely don't miss, but like being able to like walk down the street and just walk into any house and have friends there was cool. What sort of drama? Oh, you know, like <laughs> there was so Brent, my husband, he lived with like five or six other guys, and most of them had girlfriends at the start of the school year. Um, this was his senior year, my junior year. And so then like all the girlfriends and all the guys were hanging out all the time. And then within like a two week period, three of those couples broke up or three of the four couples that existed, I think. Um, but we had already planned this big group Halloween costume. <laughs> so, so we still did it. We were dressed up as the characters from the fairly odd parents, but half of these couples had already broken up and hated each other. Um, and it was like, it was mayhem, like just like people screaming at one another. I remember I was crying because I was like, why can't people just get along? And like some, <laughs> some of my friends were like, two of the girls who were newly single were like, Brett, come out with us. Let's go to other parties. I'm like, no, I just like, I'm done with this. And then one of the girls goes, is it because you don't look cute tonight? Because I was oh. dressed as Timmy Turner's mom. Because that's who my character was. And I was like, no, it's not because I don't look cute tonight night it's because I don't want to deal with this um yeah it was was, like it was like living survivor and big brother oh my gosh it was wild (laughs) then even the next night we all had different costumes because in college you can't just celebrate Halloween once we did it for like four days but then even like people we ran into were like damn I heard your house was crazy last night (laughs) because of like how much drama there was yeah (laughs) I mean (laughs) So silly. Even your childhood house wasn't as dramatic as that. No, it was, and it was just like people who just loved, like they, they fed off that. Um, but like my close friends, we were pretty chill. And even when we did go through shit, like we, like we had like this really dramatic roommate situation where one of them was just like mentally and medically becoming unwell but it created a lot of drama so then after she moved out we said look if we have a problem we have three days to bring it up if you don't bring it up that's your baggage to carry and we kept that yeah because we lived together for years after yeah whose idea was the group halloween costume well, it was just what you did. So like we had three nights of halloween so we had the big group costume. So what started was two of the people we were on a hike and two people were like, I want to be Cosmo and Wanda. And then it just kind of grew into adding all these characters from Fairly uh-huh. Odd Parents. Um, so we had like Jorgen von Strangle, Brent was Crocker, um, I was Timmy Turner's mom. We had, yeah, all the characters. So I I I was I was I was thinking that you might have been the organizer and planner of this. Cause one thing I've no. I've I've learned about Brett Tamar is that Brett is a is a world-class organizer and planner and preparer. I did bring my notebook in case I needed notes for this day. (laughs) (laughs) The last episode we recorded together, she picked the topic. She she bought and read a book 
um, yeah. just to prepare for a, a 20. She, she's the most organized, um, including, I mean, far beyond. I, I've never organized as much for an episode of this show as Bright usually <laughs> does. Um, where did where did that piece of you I My dad from? like that. Um, so like growing up, like I said, we traveled a lot. So like we always had our packing list he would make with us or for us. And then we had to go through item by item before we could zip our suitcase closed to prove that we had all of those items in our suitcase. Um, and yeah. So, and then like itineraries and whatnot. Yeah. So some, some humans would have rebelled against that. Um, I think they my got brother and parent. sibling probably did, but did. I was like, there is comfort in this order. <laughs> Let's maintain it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you travel? We, so we did a lot of the continental U.S. Like anytime there was a three-day weekend, we were probably going somewhere. And then we did, we went on, it's going to sound so bougie. Like I feel bad. Like we were normal people. We had flight benefits. This wasn't all of our money. Um, But like we went, so we would go to like Paris. We went to Germany to see the like Cinderella castle. Um, We went to China before we were going to go to... Oh, shoot. I think we were going to go to Thailand or Japan, but we actually, there was, um, we had a layover in Hawaii. And then that, that morning there was an earthquake and we ended up stuck in the airport for 12 hours without power, waiting for power to come back on. And we had to fly standby because of our benefits. So we never actually knew if we were going to get on the flight. Sometimes we would plan a whole trip for somewhere and then last minute end up going somewhere else because that's how standby works. Um, and then so we spent 12 hours in this airport with no no power waiting to see if we'd get on the flight. And then we didn't. So we just we were trapped in Hawaii. So of all places, that was pretty cool. Um, if you're going to be trapped in an airport, exactly. um, Hawaii is much better than Newark. I mean, um, they only had like the automatic flush toilets. So like the bathrooms were gross, <laughs> but there's like pictures of me and my siblings like laying on the like airport floor. And this was before security. We were just in line to try to get through security, um, just like taking naps because we just had to wait and wait and wait. Yeah. Yeah, because we we were in the hotel that morning when the earthquake hit, and it was like swagging the whole thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You have so, had some experiences. It's silly. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you go to any classes in college? I did go to classes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I actually I graduated as Plymouth State University's 2016 Outstanding Early Childhood Studies major. Well, of so course you did. The professors oh. and the people at the child care center on campus, which I worked at like crazy, um, they would vote every year on which graduating student seemed to best exemplify an early educator, and they felt that year it was me. So I got to be the gonfalonier, the person who carries the flag at the front of the. Class. Oh, that's and I was exciting. wearing six inch hot pink stilettos. Yeah. <laughs> that's very exciting. I used that to was be, really special to me. Yeah. I used to be a marshal at our at our college. So I, I was always so excited and happy when students were doing what you were doing. Yeah. Six, six inch hot pink stilettos would have made you five four somewhere around there yeah. but my best friend two of my best friends are also 411 and they're also early childhood majors so it was it was fun we did our like senior capstone presentation together and there was one girl in our group who was five like five four so we told her she wasn't allowed to wear heels but, she was um, too tall. but she was also not the type to wear heels so that didn't bother her if she wanted to we would have been fine with it yeah so classes did the you you picked a place that had an outlook on early learning that kind of gelled for you. Yeah, and- so I picked the college I did because Plymouth State started as a teacher's college. So I was like, so they must have a good education program. And I wanted a smaller school far from Minnesota. I needed a break from there. Um, so that's how I kind of just like found it on the internet, applied, got in, me and my mom toured and was like, sure, let's go there. Um, so yeah, and I really liked it because it was like first semester freshman year, they already had me ob- observing in the classrooms. So because they had the child care center on campus. So I really liked that I was getting in there right away. And then my second, my sophomore year, I was already starting to do my like internships and stuff there, the practicums. 
So it really was like immersive and it was about like constructivist approach, emergent curriculum being play-based and all of that. So like it really like structured like what I feel like early learning should be. And, and that's where, how I found you. Yeah. And where you are now, is it is it like that? Yeah. Yeah. It's very much like that. I actually, I left my last job because they didn't, they weren't into that anymore. And I was like, well, Good. fuck you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, they were they were awful. Good, good, yeah, good. So you graduate, then what? So I graduated college, and then I convinced Brent that we needed to go on a cross country road trip. So we went on a road trip for seven weeks that summer. Um, And then when I came back, I had a position as like the director of an infant program. Um, Yeah. And how long did that last? Um, I was there. So I started there in like August, September, and I stayed till the following May. So not quite a year. Yeah. Why Why so short? Um, because, well, it was advertised as like, like this great prestigious position, but then they really didn't pay well. And then it turned out they were really just looking for a teacher who would hold the title as director, even though they weren't gonna do anything about that, which I mean, I was 21 or something. So like, I should not have been a director, but I was the person who applied. Um, But then there was just like tricky stuff. Like I like reported that I saw a teacher acting what I thought was inappropriately with a child and they were like, oh, that's so surprising. We'll follow up on this. And then chatting with other coworkers turns out, no, that girl acted like that all the time. Um, and I don't know, it just, it, it started to feel crummy. Yeah, so I left and I was working. Oh, I was working like 10 hour days, five days a week. I didn't always get a break. Um, and if I did get a break, there was nowhere for me to go when I took my break really, which didn't feel great. Um, and yeah, so I left. Not a good wow. fit. No, it wasn't for me. And it was, I mean, it was a place where even while working there, like it was known for high turnover. And after I left, I found out other teachers were getting in trouble for essentially drinking on the job. And oh like, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't a great spot. <laughs> I'll say. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it sounds like fun to me, but. Uh... <laughs> So did you just jump ship Excuse from there? Excuse me, Jeff, you... one yeah. second. Well, I have to yeah, just inter- interject. Okay. I, I thought that the, you know, the public service announcement was about, you know, how to do a nice policy and, and how to, you know, correct it and how to, and all that. And, and, and you, you like the idea of people drinking on the job? Well, look, it doesn't kind of go together <laughs> when, look, I've, I've, I've always got a glass of rum with me when I'm proofreading. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, eh, you know, maybe well, again, if it if it impacts your your ability to add page numbers or proofread, <laughs> by all means, you shouldn't be drinking. But uh, you know, a cocktail now and then. Why is everybody so? Brett, he always <laughs> has the to, answer. He does. It's a joke. It's a, it's a joke, people. Um, did you have something else lined up when you when you left the that program, or did you? What? How, no. How that, so I knew next? I wasn't feeling happy there. Mm -hmm. Um, and because my title was director, I gave them four weeks notice instead of two weeks, but like then like they would call me in for a meeting and then like it was, I just remember it being like really like dramatic. Like I still get like anxious if I'm called in for a meeting without any context. Cause it was like, Brett, you took a week off to go on vacation with your friends. And it turns out like, uh, like people don't like you is what they said, but it was like, my co-teacher quit. So I just had like a bunch of random people coming in to help. And so it was like, I don't want to teach every person coming through how I document, like, you know, like the infants toileting schedules and like, whatever, mm-hmm. like you have to keep. So I was like, so I'll just do it. I'll just do it, whatever. But they're like, you're gatekeeping the iPad. So other teachers can't help you and like stuff like that. So I gave my four weeks notice. And then with like a week or so left, they were like, we're nervous you're going to tell families that you don't like it here. So we're going to have you work in a different classroom for your last week. And I said, if that's the case, I can just walk out now because I'm not going to do my best work if I'm not with my kids. So I'd rather be gone than not be doing my best. And so I left. Yeah. Very good. Very good. 
yeah, but I didn't have anything lined up. So I had a good chunk of time off, but then I got a job the following year back at my college as a teacher at that child care center for just a one year um, contracted position. Yeah. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it. It was like different to be on that side of things after having been like the college student. Um, and I was still really young. So like I was lying to the, the college kids about my age. I was saying I was 25 when I was 24 because I felt like that would make a big difference. Uh, <laughs> you know, because I was like when I was in college, a 25 year old was like essentially 30. So <laughs> that's why I was saying that. <laughs> so I yeah, it was um, a different kind of challenge. And I feel like I learned a lot from it. And I had a crazy long commute. So that's when I started listening to Child Care Bar and Grill because it was like, I can't just listen to music. I need to use my time wisely and expand my mind. Whoa, wait, 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 time out. <laughs> expand your time mind? Out. Time out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Use your, you, 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 you said to yourself, I need to use my time wisely and expand my mind. And you started to listen to this? Yeah, I forget. Well, I forget which episodes I listened to first. But then I actually, for a while, I went all the way back to the beginning and was trying to listen from there, like when it was like you and Danita. Um, So I listened to a couple hundred of those episodes and then I got a new phone and lost my progress. So I've just been listening to what comes out now. Uh, Yeah. mm. But I had some Uh, I had saved because I wanted to listen to again and take notes on, um, but I never got around to it. Uh, that's that, that's good. There's better things to do in your life than take notes on a podcast, uh, especially this one. Um, but uh, we, I appreciate the listening that I mean, I, I'm being flippant, but no, I appreciate that. Um, because because it, it brought you it brought you onto the show eventually. And exactly. and, and the show is better for having you. And, you. <laughs> and now that I know you've bathed an elephant, you're you're even you're even have a have a higher ranking in my eyes. Um <laughs> What happened next? You were at the college for, for a year. And for then a year. You go? And then I went to the school I spent the last five years at. So that was where it was part of a private K through eight school that was then opening a preschool. So I got the position. I was working under my co-teacher slash director, but we were really just working together. Um, and we really like, we created the whole program. We like, but I think we had like our first year and it was really just getting our footing. And then the second year COVID hit. Um, So then it was really just like figuring it all out as we went to and like figure out the COVID of it all. And then my co-teacher, she was figuring out her own personal life kind of stuff. So then last year um, in our fourth year together, she quit without notice after we had like built it all together and did everything, which really sucked. So I like stuck around to like pull it all together. And um, they hired my, like a new co-teacher for me. And I I absolutely love her, but um, she was like 20 without like a lot of experience. So it was a lot of mentoring and stuff as we went. Um, And then this year I just kind of like had enough. So I I booted. Yeah. So you, you, you basically built the program. Did you have, did you make a handbook? I wasn't part of that part because when I was hired on, my director had already done a lot of that. So I'd like read through it and stuff and like helped with some of the wording and whatnot. Were there, were there page numbers? I think so. Oh, good, good, good. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I'm obsessed about page numbers today. I know you're Um, a page number kick. I want want to ask you. Okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I want to ask you, what are your favorite, what are your favorite kinds of children? Oh, so I don't know that I have a favorite kind. I think everybody brings something to offer. But after my first practicum in college and you do like your end of semester meeting with the director, your mentor educator and like a professor or something, my the director of the child care center said, Brett, you work well with difficult children and So that's really stuck with me. It's like, give me the challenge. Like who's, who's screaming and fighting with you every day. Let's build that relationship and make things better. Yeah. So challenging behaviors. I don't mind. Yeah, it's fun. It's, I don't know, just what's making this tick. Why is this happening? And like, what can I do to make them feel more at ease? And yeah. Uh Uh Yeah. That is why you're so tolerant of me. (laughs) (laughs) You're challenging behaviors. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that that clicks for me that makes sense 
Um, <laughs> so that, that program was kind of foresty, naturey. You're yeah. kind of a nature girl too, aren't you? Um, not really until I became a New Hampshireite. Um, <laughs> like growing up, like we were city people. My dad took us camping once. One, we had an RV, um, for this <laughs> camping trip. And the whole time he's like, if you kids want to go back to the hotel, that's okay. And, <laughs> and we're like, we're having so much fun. Um, he's like, but there is a hotel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so we, we didn't do a ton of nature stuff. We enjoyed it, but like, it's, my family wasn't drawn to it. We were more indoor cats. So then I got to New Hampshire and it was like, you know, the campus was beautiful at college. And then like, there's hiking everywhere. So we did some hiking and um, like tubing the river. It was a popular like college activity. Um, so then it became more outdoorsy. When in all this did you get married? We got married a week before Christmas, a year ago or so. Yeah. Two Christmases ago. Oh, new yeah, we eloped. Yeah, <laughs> you eloped. Yeah, where to? Uh, we just uh, so we had bought a house the summer previously, and then um, I, I I wanted to be engaged, so I continued to tell Brent like, if we get engaged around now, this is the kind of wedding we could have if we get engaged around now. Remember, you said before the end of the year. So um, in December, he proposed. And then in the car ride back, I was looking at the calendar. I was like, would you be mad if we did this in two weeks? <laughs> and he was like, if you're planning it, I'm not too worried about it. So <laughs> I, I planned a wedding for us in two weeks. We are one of our friends is already a justice of the peace. So we invited him over. Um, Brent's family came. My family was all watching on Zoom and just in our backyard. I had like zip tied some like trees together to make an archway and put fairy lights on it. And then yeah our friend married us in like a five minute ceremony we went back to the house 20 yards away and had charcuterie and that night um we had like 10 friends over for Thai takeout now yeah. what a fabulous wedding I love it <laughs> yeah yeah I, I I did were we we like recorded I didn't I get an email like <laughs> the day um, before I think can yeah can we record later because I'm getting married today no I, I didn't mean, say that I just said I had something come up oh yeah something come <laughs> up and then and then I I she she logs on because we're recording like half an hour later or something and she's like oh I got married yesterday um yeah kind of yeah. spur the moment kind of thing I think that's great um, so your, 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 your new place, you've been there for a few months now and Our, from everything yeah, I've heard. Work. So yeah, no, yeah. yeah work, work, yes, my the workplace. Work. Yeah. Um, I've been there. It, it seems to be a good fit, huh? It is. Yeah. It's like a lot less stress, which is really what I was after at that point. Um, so it's a lot less stress. It's easier hours and like the director, it's a smaller staff too. Like, I think I told you, like, there's only like five women or something there um it's a different kind of program so we have children either come monday wednesday friday or tuesday thursday so um in terms of meeting the kids i had to learn like 38 names in one week which was hard um but no i like it a lot it's yeah it's much more play-based it's much it's very much child-centered the teachers actually get planning time which is nice together and apart too so i like it a lot Good. Sounds great. Yeah. Now, one thing I've noticed for the last for the last year and a half when we were recording, uh, Tamar, they they bought this old farmhouse, right? Old farmhouse. Not a farmhouse. Oh, it's like it was a, cave a farmhouse or something. Yeah. Okay, so they the so they, they they've, they've been remodeled. <laughs> uh, I've been watching Brett Nest. I guess is what I'm getting at. And, and so hearing all these stories about all the travel and all the, all the moving around when she's a kid, now she seems to be building a nest. And is that, is that intentional? Are you, are you going to put down some roots for maybe, I mean, you've kind of put down roots in New Hampshire, but what's in New the... Hampshire, well, I don't, well, this, we've decided this isn't our forever home. This is like mm -hmm. a, a cool thing to say we did kind yeah. of, and it's fun. We're having fun while we do it. I mean, Maybe more when the project is done, it feels more fun than when you're actually doing it for my husband. But uh, yeah, I enjoy doing it. Um, but no, we'll probably move eventually. And I don't know if we'll stay in New Hampshire or not. So Brent's really into Idaho right now. So maybe we'll move to Idaho one day. Yeah, I don't know. Or we'll just beautiful. go wherever seems fun. Yeah. Idaho is beautiful. like New Hampshire with mountains. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, that's like Brent's whole thing is he feels like he's going to want 
mountains. Want some bigger mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever we go, he wants mountains. Yeah. Why? Why would, why does he want mountains? He was like born and raised here in New Hampshire in the White Mountains. And like, he's been skiing since he was two years old. So it's all very like ingrained in who he is as a person. Uh Yeah. Is that a guitar on the? Uh, yes, that's Brent's guitar. This is like his office, his like dilapidated man cave. Um, so it's a bit of a mess in here. Yeah. So he plays music. Yes. Do you sing? Fun. No, no. I tried to learn the keyboard for a while. It was kind of my New Year's resolution, but I I, stopped, I forgot to keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't sing? Not intentionally I don't know I sing for fun <laughs> like I sing around the house but not do you like sing in for front the of children people. uh like the little songs that we do I've been singing the good ship lollipop a lot what's um, that sound like on the good ship lollipop you know it Shirley Temple no, yeah I've never heard it before <laughs> um because my mom oh, used to geez. sing it for me and now the the kids really like it they think it's fun so whenever we have like a lull they're like can you sing that good ship lollipop song yeah. Did the did the X-Men ever sing? I don't think so. I mean, me and my sibling would do a lot of pretend play that we were the X-Men growing up. So I think we did a time where there was a talent show and we used the Lizzie McGuire soundtrack CD as like what was the talent show. And so we played that they did sing. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. That that's you know, I'm gonna have to watch delightful. I'm going to have to watch the X-Men. It's cool. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, go for the car- cartoons, not movies, right? Cartoons I are like, better than movies, Well, right? I, like the, I like X-Men Evolution cartoon, but you have to watch it through the lens of, like, you know, it was geared for children. But it's cool. It's fun. Um, and then I, we liked, I liked X-1, like X-Men, the original one that came out in, like, 2000, I think. And X-2 is really good, too. Um, X3 is not worth watching, in my opinion. Like, even when they rebooted, they nixed that timeline, essentially, because it was so stupid. Um, So I like the reboots for the most part. I haven't watched them as, like, seriously as I used to watch the other ones. Uh Where we would watch it, like, every weekend. Yeah. You've moved on. Oh, yeah. I still think it's fun. I still would love to read, like, the original comics. But it's hard to, like find them or when I do find them it's like do I really need to spend this money right now yeah Yeah. what what interests you now um I don't know I like lots of things um we're we're dorky people so like we had um like a we do like a friends get together in March Christmas in March um with a group of friends and that's usually us just like playing board games and talking about Avatar The Last Airbender um so we like that. Um, <laughs> we, so, so, so dorky means playing games together? Well, we like like the social strategy games. Like, have you heard of Secret Hitler? I have not. <laughs> so like we're, we like Secret Hitler. Um, where you have to like, there's like deception, but it's a game. Like, you know, like I, I enjoy them. Brent got mad at me because of how well I lied one time. But it's like, <laughs> I just... <laughs> It's a game. I'm not a liar in real life, but it's like you just like play it. You know, it's play. Um, and so you 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 deceive and you trick and you have to be strategic and think about it. And like, yeah, how can I convince them that I'm saying the truth when I know I'm not? And I know some of them know I'm not, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, Tamara, look at it, Brett. She looks like a, uh, a natural born liar, right? <laughs> So professionally, what's the plan? Are you going to, or is there one, or are there any goals or any ambitions or? I think my current plan is just to like be relaxed for a bit because I was so stressed out for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's like the current plan. I think when I like envision what would be fun for me, I think it would be really cool, but I like nothing is happening to make this happen. But like if I did like an early learning program, that was maybe kind of like homeschooly birth through eight years old to those early childhood years. And we just like ran out, ran around the woods. Like um, what does Peter Gray talk about? Like the democratic schooling, like that kind of stuff would be cool. That sounds I, great. I, I, I would help you. Thanks. I, I would proofread your handbook and make sure you <laughs> have uh, <laughs> yeah. page numbers. Um, yeah. 
with ri- with rum. <laughs> with rum. Well, sure, I'd have you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's right sober. Um, edit drunk. I mean, I think that's the that's the way. Isn't that how you wrote your books, Tamar? <laughs> uh, that might be why your books are better than mine I, I maybe it was like maybe it was the tequila um brett um favorite x-man or woman or mutant yeah. favorite x-mutant Ooh, i like a lot of them so i'm not a big fan of wolverine i think he gets a little overrated um i think rogue is really cool and her concept i don't know they're all really cool like storm has a really cool backstory um Jean Grey's arc into Phoenix and all that is neat. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of cool I, ones. I don't have anybody any like that. who I hyper attached to. Um, yeah. I, I, I know nothing about any of that except that hearing the excitement about it and thoughtfulness about it in your voice. Um, I, well, I it's like about that. like the social too. It's like, how do they interact and like well, how sure. do they experience the world through their powers? Because some of them, it's kind of like this idea of like what's physically obvious, what is like a hidden power and how they can get through it all. Yeah, it's cool. What's your hidden power? Oh, I think my hidden power is I can calm anyone down. Oh, I am good at like calming children, but especially like that, like physical need kind of stuff. Like I loved Mm -hmm. putting the babies to sleep because it was like a fun challenge because they all kind of like need a different thing to help them fall asleep. And like, I was talking to some friends about this once. I was like, you know, like some kids, you have to give them just like that little shake. And then my friend's like, well, don't shake the baby. And I was like, stop, you are so high energy. This would feel good to you. And I like shook his arm and he's like, oh, that's very nice actually. (laughs) (laughs) So like reading people's physical needs and like how they could calm down. (laughs) Do you need a pat? Where do you need to be patted? Do you just need your head stroked? Do you just need to be left alone? Yeah. Does Brent do that for you? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) You do it for him. Yeah. There was one night we were like kind of drunk. And I was like, do you want me to put you to sleep like a preschooler? (laughs) He was like, sure. And then the next day he was like, that was really nice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Look, I'm always coming up with business opportunities for people. So Brett, here's a, here's a, Mm -hmm. here's a, here's an idea for you. You, you set up a kiosk at mm-hmm. a at a major airport okay and then when people are preparing to get on or get a, i don't you know whichever terminal you want to be yeah. in um you, you they can stop by and you know how they get the the places at the airport with like the, the little massage chairs <laughs> yeah something like that but you would just yeah. be you would just be calming people down you know their <laughs> their flight gets delayed they've got an extended layover they come you calm them down they give you 35 dollars and they go to starbucks <laughs> i think it'd be a good i think it'd be a good money maker um, maybe yeah brett's relax shack or something i, I don't yes. know i mean we have to figure out a, we have to figure out the a relaxation name for it, but... station yeah there yeah. you go there yeah. you go um so so if, i mean if you decide you needed a break from early learning that's totally mm-hmm. what you should go into anything anything we didn't ask you about or should know before we wrap this up i don't think so i feel like that's everything what's your deepest darkest secret i don't think i have one Mm. I, don't, I don't know that I, have, I don't know it's not like anything comes to mind there are no secrets with Brett because her father came up very early in life so there was no secrets it's just easier to be honest yeah like my last for my last job when I was interviewing I brought up that I did the podcast with you sometimes Jeff and I was like but don't listen to the last one it was the one where we were drunk by like 9 a.m um oh yeah <laughs> Uh-huh. And but then when I was talking to some of the coworkers later, they were like, I knew in that interview when you brought up drinking that you would be a fun person to work with. <laughs> Mar Brett, uh, Brett decided we're going to do an episode where she was going to show me how to make some cocktails. And so uh, this is this is the organizer Brett is. She sent me a, a shopping list. <laughs> some of the things on her shopping list weren't available um, where where I am at the beach. And, and so then I get a care package from Brett with the with the right stuff and 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 then she has me sampling five cocktails in an hour or something yeah it was it was was a lot well did i i put my wedding announcement in the box for you too right no i thought i did i'd had an address envelope to you this was much after the wedding i know i i still have some i haven't sent um Yeah. No, well, I mean you're gonna. You, 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 I was supposed to get something. I was supposed to get something in the calligraphied, but uh, yeah, I thought yet, I put but, it in the box for you. No, but have, you know, 
I'm not heartbroken or anything. It was a dark green envelope, like a forest nope. green. So nope. it could have hidden in nope. the shadows. It's, it's in that box back in the corner behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> any last questions I, for, for Brett sorry. tomorrow? No, I've just so enjoyed talking with you, Brett. And yeah, then... this was fun. I'm glad. I was anxious. I, I didn't know what would happen. But this well, was fun. I took a screenshot if you want one, but then I'll need your email address. Oh, sure. Well, Jack has it. Yeah. Send it to okay. me. I'll, yeah. Um, I'll send it to you. Send it to her, Jeff. Sure. Brett, I thought you were delightful before we did this interview, and my esteem for you has just gone up since. I appreciate you being part of this episode and the show and the lives of all those little kids you work with. And yeah. I, I can't wait for, uh, you know, 20 years down the road, I'm going to put it on my calendar for uh, 2043 to uh, to check in for episode 3043 of the podcast and see what's happened in your journey since then. Listeners, this has been the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast, the world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast with the words bar and grill in the title. Back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.